Blog Talk Radio. Bonsoir, bonsoir. 
This is red wine, or as they say in Paris, je suis ben rouge. Join me every Friday right here on A Pajama Party, where I'll get on my rant, sit on my little bar stool, and give you my opinion on whatever has been bugging me or whatever's on my mind this week. You don't want to miss it. I know I won't. So be here with me every Friday, red wine, on the Pajama Party Show. Visit us on www.apajamaparty.com and check us out. We'll see you there. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. Morning, host Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, all right, let's get the night started with uh, most of the news across the nation. We're here to give you and we give you news. Okay. We are here to give you the news. La da di da. Okay. Hot Ladies topic. and gentlemen, laughing gives you the news. You gotta be at least fifty years old to know that. All right. Uh-huh. I'm not being yet. It went over your head. If you don't know that, it went over your head. Let's move on. All right, Maryland officer accused of raping a woman during a traffic stop. Damn. Maryland got nothing else to do. Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, a Maryland police officer has been arrested and charged with rape after Leslie assaulting a woman during a traffic stop. His name is Ryan Macklin, a six-year veteran of the Prince George County Police Department. Was taken into custody Monday evening, according to a news release from the department. He is a suspended without pay. Not like most people, with pay. Mm-hmm. Without pay. The department said, and has been charged with first-degree rape, second-degree rape, uh, let's see, perverted practices, wow. second-degree assault, and fourth-degree sex offense. Mm. It was unclear whether Macklin has an attorney. Hmm. Macklin was expected to appear in court via closed-circuit television on Wednesday. Police said that Macklin, who was 29 years old, pulled a woman over about 1 a.m. on Thursday, early Thursday morning. The woman told police that the officer allegedly attempted to touch her breasts before ordering her to move her car behind a store. I think it was a dollar store, according to charging documents. Mm-hmm. Behind the store, the officer allegedly forced the woman to perform oral sex on him and told her he wanted to have sex with her, the document said. And he went all in. Mm-hmm. Okay, the alleged assault was uh, interrupted by a witness whom the woman had uh, called earlier. The charging document said, okay, the uh, officer returned to his cruiser and left the scene. Hmm, interesting. That's a mess. The witnesses later uh, collaborated some of the woman's accounts of the assault, which was also backed up by video evidence. Wow. His brother's. Video evidence? So what, the dash cam was running? No, I think there's video in the area. There's video everywhere nowadays. All right, police said that Macklin was on duty and in uniform. Oh, come on. And driving an unmar- unmarked police cruiser, a marked police cruiser at the time, which means a straight-up legitimate police car with all the bells and whistles and big old name on the side. 
All right. Prince George County Police uh, Chief Hank uh, Sawinski said at a news conference that the woman came forward several hours after the incident with the encounter, with the encouragement of friends. Of friends excuse me. Police said they uh, do not know why Mackley allegedly targeted that driver. The charges against this officer are highly troubled, highly troubling, said the uh, police chief. He said also the officers take an oath to protect others, not to abuse their authority in order to victimize someone. Those who live and work in Prince George County deserve the very best from the women and men of the Prince George County Police Department. Sawaski told police, said police, excuse me, have uh, information that suggested they uh, may be additional people impacted by this officer's conduct. As a result, police have asked anyone with information about this incident or any incident they may have been involved with with this police officer to call the following phone number. Mm. What's the number? 301-772-4795. Wow. <clears throat> I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, this brother, this brother is in uniform. Why would you take this woman behind a store and force her to perform a sex act? I mean, what would... <laughs> I don't even understand when people do that kind of stuff. Do you really think you're going to get away with that? I look at it as, as they don't care, and it's about authority. I'm a police officer, so you're going to do as I tell you. But they don't feel as if that the people are going to say anything. That's what I'm thinking. That's, that's my they must think, oh, you're not going to say anything. But then I did hear also from the story that um, um, the lady, I believe she was Hispanic, and... Someone, someone from the Hispanic community mentioned um, that they feel as if they're targeting Hispanics because of oh, of her fear of deportation. Right, her immigration status. He saw that on her license. Apparently, mm-hmm. maybe it's only a license or something. So he figured he could get something quick. And who you gonna tell? Because you don't want them to get all in your business and check your status right. and find out you're yeah. here illegally, which right. you didn't know for sure. Right, fear of that. You know, she might be deported. And then that, that's some sick stuff. And then too, I think it has something to do with the language barrier, because he's just telling this woman to do whatever, and maybe she's just not understanding. Yeah, but even <clears throat> if you don't speak the language, you understand the act. Right. Right. If he's trying to get her to put her head in his lap or do mm-hmm. anything of this nature, no matter what language you speak, you understand what's going on. Right. Unless you have some kind of mental situation going on. But it is it's just the fear of the deportation thing. But then I thought about it, I said, Well, why would she pull around to the back of the the, the store? Well he told her to go around pull you know, pull Right. Car to this I got that. But, you know, they tell you, you know, these defense classes and this and that. You go to a second location, you're either going to die or something is going to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, well. So. But, like you just pointed out, with her being from uh, not native from to this country, mm-hmm. she could have just been fearful of, you know, you got the lights going and all that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And they're instructing you to pull the car around right. to get it off of the street so right. you don't block traffic or whatever he could have said. Right. So she might have just been thinking, look, I'm just not trying to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'll just comply. Mm-hmm. You know, as people always say when the cops stop you, just follow instructions and do what they're asking. Right. But this took it to a whole nother place. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was really disappointed when I saw that it was a brother. I was like, come on, brother. Was that really necessary to, to get your jollies? Seriously? But but then you you have to think about it. How many times has he done it? Besides this one time. He could have done it more yeah. than he was having to get caught. Because he seemed that this sounded like he was pretty cocky about the way he handled this. Mm-hmm. So it didn't look like it was the first time. The strange part about it is that they said the way he got caught was he threw his own driver's license back into the car. Because, see, he asked for the woman's driver's license and registration, whatever. He took that. Mm-hmm. He thought that that, his license, he thought it was hers, so he threw it back into the car. Hmm. I'm like, why would your driver's license be out of your wallet? I just didn't understand that. I don't know. I guess I'm the God. He, he, he took care of that. Mm-hmm. So he would get caught. So, but, uh, she also called a friend that... Interrupted things, you know. He probably, she probably texted her and mm-hmm. told, her told her what was going on. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, she got pulled over. Just that quick. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, because they said somebody interrupted the situation. Right. Just think about if that woman didn't show up. Because, like you said, when he said to go to the second location, that's when she grabbed her phone and started, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. I been in a situation personally myself and and I'm driving and stuff, I feel like I'm getting ready to get pulled over. Shoot, I get on the phone. I was like, look, I'm going to get pulled over. You just listen. You know, at least I have a witness, you know, so. Well, if they're in an unmarked car, I'll tell you what, I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to, like, the, the closest place that's lit up and open where there are people. Right. And I'll stop there. But I am not stopping, like, on some dark road or pulling over on a street where there's not a lot of traffic. No. That's kind of hard to do, man. Yeah, well, keep the lights going. They can get you for resistance. I'm not going to speed, but I'm not going to. And I, would, I have no problem right. explaining that, look, I'm out here by myself at night. Mm-hmm. You're in an unmarked car. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were for real or somebody trying to do something to right. harm me. Right. That, 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 they he was that. in a marked car, too. That's what you should do. Oh, he was in a marked car? A marked car, yeah. He just oh didn't care. He didn't care. Yeah, he really didn't care. He just threw his life and career and life away. I mean, 29 one, It was 1 o'clock in the morning. He thought he just owned the streets. What's yeah. this guy's name, Ryan Who? Put him on the kissing list. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what the kissing list is, Papa Dini, could you explain it? Yes, when you uh, do something crazy like him. Ryan Macklin. Ryan Macklin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for people who show off and do stupid stuff, say stupid stuff, act stupidly, <laughs> act a fool, show their behind, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things, or just get on your nerves, mm-hmm. we have a list, and we call them out near the end of the show called the Kiss It List. So if you hear us saying we're putting somebody on the Kiss It List, now you know. Mm-hmm. And if you have anybody you want to put on the kiss list, give us a call, and we will certainly call them out. 
Okay. Call us on 914-803-4306. Press 1. Give us their name. And if you want to tell us why you want to put them on the list, we will be more than happy to listen and put them on the list. All right, let's move on to the next hot topic. Mm-mm-mm. Coming home while black. Mm. How many times have we heard the same thing? Coming home. Yeah, it's like every week there's a few instances. All right. This is the three Florida ex-cops sentenced to scheme to frame innocent black people. Mm-mm. That's a different story. Mm-mm. Okay, intern. You want to fire the intern? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. My bad. Yeah. This week, the one, uh, their intern, her name, first name was Red. I didn't know her last name was. <laughs> anyway, coming home well black. A white woman has been fired after, thank you, thank you, after video emerged of her confronting and blocking the entry of a black neighbor at a St. Louis apartment complex. So it goes on and says, please move, Miss. The black resident, um, his name Darion Toes, is heard telling the woman on, on his viral cell phone video he recorded late Friday. She blocked him from entering the downtown loft complex where they both live. <laughs> Mind you, they both live there. The woman continued to ask if he lived there. The episode was the latest involving white people who are captured on video either confronting or calling the police on the black people going about their everyday lives. Come on now. That's what they do. You know, this this you know, they're they're talking about some past incidents like the Starbucks incident. Yeah. Um, working as a home inspector, shopping at Nordstrom's rack sleeping in an Ivy League dorm uh, common room and barbecuing in a public park. Come on, y'all. Really? Can we do anything? So last week in New York, a white woman in Brooklyn apologized after a video was posted online of her appearing to call uh, the New York police to um, say a nine-year-old black boy grabbed her butt. Oh, this is another incident. I'm sorry. So they're saying this is another incident that happened with white person called the cops white people black person. tripping yes it's mm-hmm. gotta be that's what it is so um yeah that lady says that this little boy grabbed her butt uh, no she said he sexually assaulted her or something yeah. Else. yeah yeah he assaulted her by grabbing her behind really? and it turns out his backpack is what brushed against her mm-hmm. when he was walking past oh lord okay but um this incident with um the guy toes he um uh, in the loft in New York, he finally he, he eventually showed a key, and um, moved past the woman, and she followed him to his fourth floor apartment. Still following the man, I'm showing you a key. Leave me heck alone, lady. Now suppose he had assaulted the woman. Exactly. He would have been really, you know, yeah, in trouble. But he would have been in, within well, his right. What if he had a gun, and he pulled out a gun and shot her because she's harassing him, and he felt like my life is threatened. Uh, what's that? The won't leave me alone. Stand, stand your ground, ground thing. Yeah. Well, that was what New York. I don't think they have stand your ground in New York. I don't know. But I'm just saying, you know, mm-hmm. it could have been if he had a licensed gun or something. Mm-hmm. And this woman is now following you to your home, harassing you. 
And that sounds like doing. something where I feel like I got to defend myself. And that's what she was doing. She was harassing me. Now, just like 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 you said in the beginning of the article, he, he's going about his everyday life, his, his business. Mm-hmm. I'm coming into this complex. I've had a long day. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home, go yeah. in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden this white woman is harassing me? Who are you? What do you want? She's like, trying to block him because it was a high-end, as they say, I guess expensive uh, rent or something. And I think she just looked at him and decided, Oh, you can't afford to be in here, so I know you don't belong. But just like they they call the police, we need to call them on the carpet, and we should call the police. That guy, he could have been like, um, called 911. Um, this white lady is blocking me, or just this lady, period, mm-hmm. is blocking me from trying to get to my apartment. And I feel threatened. Yeah. I wonder what the woman harassing me in my apartment building. Mm-hmm. I don't know who she is. She keeps questioning me. She's in my way, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't think like that. We just want to, you know, get get the situation resolved instead of turning turning the pages on them. That's what we need to start doing. Yeah, you might be right. Mm-hmm. Coming home while white. Uh, hey. Yeah, really. Did they give her a name? Um, Hillary Thornton. Okay. Could you add her to the kiss it list box? Mm-hmm. Hillary Thornton. Hillary Thornton. Thornton. Mm-hmm. Like Thornton. She's like a thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. She told, um, she simply asked if um, he lived there because he did not enter the building with his key fob. He showed her the damn key fob once he gave it to her. Mm-hmm. You know, once he, you know, she was harassing him. But like he said, told the gentleman, he said it, it could have been a different way if he didn't have his cell phone and he was videotaping it. Yeah. Her word against his. And you know whose word they would have believed. You know, that's that's another chapter in the book. Right, Papa Dita? That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any of that. That's what pisses me off. Well, I'm going to move on to this last hot topic. And uh, I'm hoping this is our only Trump story. <laughs> but Trump now is, uh, according to these emails, is closely involved with killing the move to get the FBI moved out of Washington. Really? So what had happened was um, they're saying that Trump personally intervened to stop the FBI from moving their headquarters to the suburbs of either Maryland or Virginia. Mm -hmm. And this came out of some emails that were made public on yesterday. And the decision that the Bureau is not going to move is actually helping Trump's bottom line by reducing competition for his hotel based on where he's located in the old post office pavilion, which is right across the street from the current FBI building. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that point of view, now you got the current FBI building right across from Trump Hotel. If they move to the suburbs, then all of the business of people who were coming to do business with them that needed a hotel and had the budget for it that were staying at Trump Tower, mm-hmm. they would be now staying out in the suburbs. So he said, uh, no, I'm going to find a way to block that move. Now, he's not supposed to be able to do that now mm-hmm. that he is president. Right. So there were emails between different officials at the General Services Administration that oversees government-owned properties and the FBI that showed that the decision was to stop this plan, which was in the works from quite some time ago. So 
bottom line is, once again, Trump is caught with his hands in the cookie jar, and probably nothing will happen. Of course. All they've done is said, okay, we caught you. Right. And Trump will probably say, yeah, okay, so <laughs> yeah, I'm going to a rally. Right. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> but they did mention that, um, from from my knowledge, that they say that um, he didn't want another uh, hotel to be across the street from him. So he was he was concerned about competition. Exactly. But he likes where things are located right now. Mm-hmm. And if they move out of the area, mm-hmm. then that's an issue that affects his bottom line. But, that, but if they it, put another hotel uh-huh. in the spot where yeah, the FBI yeah. building is now. Uh-huh. So if they move to the suburbs and then somebody else comes in and does what he did mm-hmm. and puts another hotel there, now he's got, like you said, direct competition. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so obvious, and it's supposedly, I don't know if it's illegal, but it's against the rules. Mm-hmm. But the lady that was head of, I'm not sure what her title was, but she doesn't have a job anymore. Um, they showed a picture of the lady in Trump's office talking to him. She had um, some type of influence to do with the decision-making if the FBI was going to leave or not. Like, they must have had, like, a committee, I guess, Could to be. figure out what they were going to do. Um, do you remember what the, the name of her, t- her title was, Papa Diddy? The one that uh, was shaking a man down? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Mm. But they um, caught her in his in, in the Oval Office talking to Trump. And, of course, he's denying that we only talked about X, Y, Z, but we know that, you know, you talked about the FBI building. Of course. But there was an inspector general report, and in that report it proved that there were multiple meetings between the White House and GSA officials. Okay, maybe it was GSA GSA official then. Oh, I see. There could have been um, GSA administrator Emily Murphy. Uh Uh-huh, that's probably who it is. That's probably who it is. Mm -hmm. So they were definitely, I guess we would call it colluding, but he made it very clear that I don't want this move to happen. Right. So now it's not happening. Right. And that, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So uh, the le- now in the lease for that building, because actually GSA owns the building, and Trump has a 60-year lease. 60 years. Six He's talking about the, um, the, the, the post office. Yeah. I knew he had a lease on it, but I didn't realize it was that long. He must have extended that. Because at first, initially, it was I think it was 10 or maybe 15 years. Well, it says <coughs> there's a 60-year lease. That's so outrageous. It is outrageous. And the lease technically states that no elected official of the government of the United States shall be admitted to any share or part of this lease or any benefit that may arise therefrom. So he shouldn't be profiting from anything that comes out as a result from this lease. But because he refused to divest when he was elected, mm-hmm. and they at first he was saying he was going to do that, and then he remember he changed his mind. But he pushed and everything on the funds. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, there you go, allegedly. But he never divested from what he had, his holdings. Got he it. gave certain things. He gave them some authority or whatever. So he's still getting some residual. Funds. He got to be. Of course. Yeah. The man's a nut, but he ain't crazy. Yeah, well, now. He don't let his supply get cut off, huh? No. 
I'm sure he wouldn't turn over all that he's worked for mm. to Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Right. Yeah. Or even the daughter. I mean, you know, he he still want a piece of the pie. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got a, enough issues of her own. Well, if you guys uh, want to talk about Trump some more, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. And uh, this is the pajama party. All right. We're going to take a quick break, refresh our beverages. Okay. And we're coming right back with the hit it and quit it headlines on the pajama Living party. just day. enough, just enough. Okay, but why are we doing Stevie Wonder? I thought we were doing pajama party. Well, I, was, I was talking about my little, uh, one of my segments, day. one of my segments of uh, Living for the City. Join the party. Now you, now you ride me. Uh, yes, sir, we're Friday night at 9. Pajama party. No clothes allowed. Kettle and red wine uh, step on my parade. I had the mic first. And they're coming in just trying to, uh, you know. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, she's going to sing. I don't have a long word number to call. Yes, call us at 914-803-4306. And press 1. And press 1 to be put into the queue. And uh, say what you have to say. You can read up what we're talking about. Come up with a new subject you own. We're free. We're liberal. We're easy. It's insane. Eastern Time, we're here at 9, 9 p.m. Friday night at uh, 6 o'clock on West Coast, and uh, what, maybe 7 o'clock in the mountains? Or <laughs> the, yeah, 7 in the mountains, uh, Michigan, Michigan and New Orleans and all that, we're like an hour back, yeah, but 9 o'clock on the East Coast. 9.15 is the time. It's time, 9.15. Don't be late when you listen to us. It's here at 9 o'clock on the dot. That's right. Every Friday night. We'll see you there. Goodbye. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of your hosts, Papa D.M. Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous? Oh, boy. So the hit it and quit it uh, segment of the show, what do you It's time to hit him and quit him. Okay. All right, I'm up first. All right, let's hit them. Uh, Canada celebrates cannabis being legalized. Mm. Yay! Zoom on to Canada then. Uh oh. <laughs> Three years after Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, mm-hmm. Trudeau, Trudeau was yeah. elected with He's the a French name. I oh, know him very well. Oh, okay. Trudeau. Was elected with the mandate to legalize the marijuana. Marijuana. Uh, residents in Canada can now legally purchase the drug. Mm-hmm. All right, now. It was banned in 1923. Cannabis first became legal in 2001 when the government approved for its uh, municipal purposes only. Oh. But it's back on the black on the block now, baby. The federal oh. government also announced plans to pardon people convicted of previous minor marijuana convictions. Okay, really? now. A victory for um, campaigners who um, argued that prohibition unfairly targeted racial minorities. Doesn't surprise me. Cannabis sales will be governed by confusing patchwork of sometimes contradictory provisional laws. So in Ontario, people will be free to smoke or vape marijuana anywhere they can legally consume tobacco. But in um, Manitoba... The penalty will be six hundred and seventy-two dollars. 
So just don't cross the damn line. Yeah, you got to know which, <laughs> which country you're in to make right. sure you know what the laws are. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, shout out to uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. All right. But you better, uh, like I said, you better know which, um, what they call it, province. Yeah, which province you're in. That's the true. Cross that line, smoking the vape for them. It's a marriage Jacked up. Clink, clink. Is that an olive product? I mean, a flawless Canada? I believe so. What's that? He said, was it in all of Canada? It says Canada legalized it. But right. But dif- different provinces have different, I guess, local uh Laws around the country law. Yeah. Right. So you just better know which province that you, you know, that you know the laws of. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about voter suppression. No oh, boy. They had it again down in Georgia. Uh, there was some seniors, elders, elder folks, seniors, that were ordered off of a bus that were on their way to go to the polls because the county officials decided that the event constituted prohibited political activity. Uh-huh. How is that prohibited? Uh-huh. A group of seniors were on their way to go vote uh-huh. in a little a van or something that had, like, the fist arm up in the air, and uh-huh. they were feeling all empowered, like, yeah, let's go do this. We're going to vote. Right. And then here comes some people telling them, no, not today. That's prohibited. You can't do that. And got them all to get off the bus, so they never did get to vote. Now, this happened in Jefferson County in Georgia. The trip had been organized by a nonpartisan group called Black Voters Matter, and they've been on a, a bus tour across several southern states trying to urge black people to come out and vote. Mm-hmm. So the bus was painted with the words, the South is Rising Tour, and I think some folk just got upset about that. So officials said that they felt uncomfortable with allowing the seniors to leave the facility in a bus with an unknown third party. So it turns out that none of the centers, they said, were not denied their right to vote, but yet they were stopped from that function to be able to go and vote that day. Hmm. So the people who organized it said, yeah, this is just another intimidation kind of thing, and they're not going to stop us. So then in another story out of Georgia, Georgia County um, is under fire for rejecting a large number of absentee ballots. They just can't help themselves. So with all the tension going on with voter rights in Georgia, one of the counties is facing scrutiny for rejecting an unusually high number of mail-in ballots. Now, this is Gwinnett County, the second most populous county in Georgia, They rejected 464 mail-in ballots, which is 6% of those that had been submitted. Mm -hmm. Now, the rejected ballots amount to nearly 40% of the mail-in ballots rejected in the whole state. They did that just in that one county. But why? Well, they come up with all kinds of reasons. They were saying stuff like, oh, the person's signature 
on the ballot didn't match their signature and their registration, no. even if their registration was like years old. You know, people's signature right, right. changes a little bit as right. you get older or whatever. Right. Or somebody had something else that they said that didn't match or this wasn't right or that wasn't I, right. I did hear them mention something about P.O. Box. If you have a P.O. Box number, it's not considered a quote-unquote valid address. And um, something about hyphenated um, names and commas and stuff. Just stupid minor. Yeah, little, yeah just, just looking at nitpicky stuff. So the statistics for this county are that whites who make up 55.4% of the county's population only have a rejection rate for their ballots of 2.5%. Asian Americans who make up 12.2% have a rejection rate of 14.8%. Now we just went from whites with a rejection rate of 2.5%. Asian Americans get rejected at a rate of 14.8% their ballots. And blacks and Hispanics, who make up 28.7% of the whole population and 21.2% of the county's population, have a rejection rate of 8%, and Hispanics at 4.3%. So, you know, they're saying that it's racially motivated. You're trying to keep black people from voting or people of color. It's just, it's ridiculous. And they keep on trying to do this kind of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know, my thing is, you starting, you know, starting to wonder. Like, say, for instance, if you try to take this to court, I mean, is the courts behind it too? You know, do we have any say? I don't know. That's a good question. They said that uh, the county could choose to accept ballots from people who accidentally left off their birth year on the absentee ballot, or if they incorrectly filled out a certain section even though state law says that the year of birth is required. So it's stuff like that. If somebody, you know, I mean, especially when you're dealing with seniors, if they didn't see certain things or they didn't realize that they skipped something on the form, anyway, so Georgia needs to get it together. And I'm sure they're not the only one, but they they were the ones in the news twice this week. They're going to start riding soon. They, they keep this stuff up. Because you you can't suppress a, a group of people for for you know for a long time. If you do a long period of time, they just gonna bust at the seams. Yeah, you know. Matter of time. Matter of time. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Over to you, Papa Didi. Hmm. Let's see here. Colorado voters uh, get a second chance next month to uh, abolish slavery. Yeah, it's another crazy one. Really? <laughs> it just never stops. It's some some type of amendment it's or something? Some kind of makeshift thing? Must be something in the past, some kind of joke. No, it's no joke. Come I wish I could say it was a joke. What's going on with yeah, it? Yeah, pays long, so it can't be done. <clears throat> anyway, Colorado voters uh, will get uh, a second chance next month to abolish slavery. Okay. Let's see here. Colorado. <laughs> you okay you. over there, Papa? Woo-wee. Colorado voters. Next month, Colorado will vote on changing the language in its state uh, constitution so that it no longer allows slavery 
as a form of punishment. Slavery is technically uh, technically still legal in many states. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Really? Article 2, Section 26 of the Colorado Institute reads that there shall never be in this state either slavery or involuntary servant true. Servant true. Okay. Except as a punishment for crime. Okay, so I guess that's why they use the prisoners like they do to do what they do with prisoners because you you got the right according to law all day. Wait a minute, they're saying that they can still (laughs) enslave? Yeah, but they're saying, first of all, that slavery should never be be in this state, either slavery through slavery or involuntary Uh, involuntary servitude. servitude. But it's except for a punishment... A crime. Wow. All right. So if you break the law, you can be enslaved or if put you, into some you, kind of servitude? If you get convicted, I guess. All right. Therefore, Gee. the parties shall have been duly convicted. Okay. And that, that that emphasis was added. The fact that once you're kicked, convicted is fair game. They can just tell you to do anything for free. Mm. For free. So they're about to vote on this? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what legislators are putting on their ballot this year. Amendment, the, the amendments, a uh, will charge of uh, wording to, which will say uh, there should never be in this state either slavery or involuntary slavery, period. Rose almost passed the amendment two years ago, but the wording was no was so unclear that the confusion many people that it confused many people whether or not they were voting for or against slavery. <laughs> Said Jamoka Emery with the uh, Please Abolish uh, Slavery in Colorado campaign. More than 15 other states' uh, constitutions allow slavery for punishment for a crime. That's very interesting. I've never heard this before. So they're saying that once you get convicted, it's it's on. It's on. And this is where? In 13 states. They didn't name the that states. That was in Colorado. This was in Colorado, yeah. They still have it on the books. Well, I'm, 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 that just baffles me. So I, I said, let me look up the definition of slavery. Mm-hmm. So the state or condition of being a slave, a civil relationship whereby one person has absolute power over another and controls his or her life, liberty, and fortune. Yeah, that's slavery. It's crazy. I, I'm I'm stunned to find out that it's in 13 other states. We need to look that up and find out where where is this a, a law still on the books, and wherever it is, black folks need to not be there. That's what I'm saying. But just like we're reading this article here, a lot of people don't know that. And then now. I I don't want to understand, but I'm understanding why white people act in the way they're acting. First of all, I'm so entitled. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying it just seems like we've never seen anything like this before in our lifetime. You know, the people back then in slavery time, yeah. You're right. you okay with Papa? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to understand why whites are acting the way they are. But I'm seeing that if we have slavery in 13 states, Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. We might have to take a little break. We might have to regroup here because um, that, that just finished this article. Okay, we take a commercial break for a minute. I just don't know. Oh, we're going to find out where these other states are. But, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kids' list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, next contestant is on uh, Twitter also, and uh, com too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, again. Can y'all tell me what time? Oh, 9 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Mountain time, 7 o'clock Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock Western time. <laughs> East West Coast time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock. If you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all. 7, 7 o'clock, if you're in. Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9.15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Time, 9.15. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes and my glasses are melting. Oh, jiggle my eyes. Welcome back to the pajama party. I am Kettle. And I am Red Wine. And uh, Papa Didi, uh, 
we we got him locked up somewhere. Yeah. He's <laughs> a degenerate. And Papa Didi. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got one more hit it and quit it. So Kettle, what you got for us? Oh, well, right. first of all, let me see this here. That was a good laugh. Um, I just want to take this in the, in the uh, light of uh, equal opportunity. Uh, you know, I don't know what can I say. Uh, my titties hits like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Anyway, okay, anyway. we're going to move on. <clears throat> the jury will disregard this last <laughs> remark. Uh, yes, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Okay, I'll ask the last one. The three Florida ex-cops sentenced and schemed to frame innocent black people. Here we go again. It's always something. Three former Florida, put Florida on the map, uh, police officers were sent to prison this week after pleading guilty to their roles. Okay. In a, in a in a department-wide conspiracy to frame people of color for crimes they did not commit. Oh, my gosh. A federal judge on Thursday sentenced uh, Guillermo Ravello, who's 37, the former officer with the um, Biscayne Park Police Department, to 27 months behind bars. That's it? The Miami Herald reported on Wednesday, former <laughs> officers Charlie... The Yob, 38, and um, Raul Fernandez, 62, were sentenced to one year apiece after pleading guilty to making false arrests. That seems like it should be more time than that. But people were sitting in jail because of them. Mm, mm, mm. That's disgusting. So they were saying that the goal was to clear cases involving property um, crimes in the small village north of Miami, even if it meant pinning crimes on innocent people. Mm-mm. <clears throat> So they're saying one of the officers was acting under what intensity now was acting under color of law as chief of police when on three separate occasions he ordered officers under his command to falsely arrest and charge individuals with unsolved burglaries. So they were ordered to do this. Well, why wouldn't they go to, like, internal affairs or something and say that this isn't right? What is that, the code or something, you know? <clears throat> I guess so. So they say one of the uh, officers um, uh, pleaded guilty in July to charges of conspiring to violate the civil rights of two black men and for using excessive force on a Hispanic man whom he punched in the face while the man was handcuffed. <clears throat> so uh, another victim, um, Jonathan, the victim of 2013 assault, was stopped for a broken taillight and then falsely arrested by Ravello on um, charges of battery and resisting arrest. Charges were later dismissed. Uh-huh. Mm, 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 mm. And then on one that. incident, one of the cases involved a 16-year-old black teen who was falsely accused of committing several break-ins in 2013. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so that's crazy, and they were only given those sentences. But these people, I mean, I don't know about all the fates of all of them, but mm-hmm. if you get arrested and convicted of something, you're doing time. Yeah, <clears throat> and so they only get are, a year. Yeah, people in there doing time. Black people are doing time for crimes that they did not commit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because the cops pinned it on them. They probably put some evidence or something together to make it, you know, appear like, yeah, you did it. You're guilty. 
I mean, are you are you what are you getting out of that? They were trying to close cases. Mm. Mm. So I guess they said we're gonna clear these cases, find some people, get some of those black folks, and pin it on them, and then close that case because we don't care what happened to them. Right. Pin it on them and lock them up. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. awful. I guess they're going on a kisser list. Yeah. Wait, but that was right outside of uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Golly. This stuff make your head spin. I know. It's 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 sad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's shift gears and go to you, Papa Didi, for what's popping tonight. You ready for us? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. All right. What's popping tonight? Hmm. Let's see. Ay, 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 ay. So it's 2018? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got what year well, it is? Another couple of months. I think, um, contrary to poverty, you know, the core of the world is never going to change over the next weeks in our lifetime. And you can't lead me to believe that the white folks do not realize the privileges that they have in this world. And that was quoted by uh, the Supreme Justice Thurgood Marshall mm-hmm. who said to be white is a privilege. And white people know this. I mean, this is the reason why now all this stuff is coming down where people are doing such and such while black. We have to understand that um, people that are in a position to have either authority or a rule over people or the ability to get a loan or whatever they may need to do and get, as long as they can get it, they're cool. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten it for so long, their families and everything else. This is the reason why most of your cops don't make a, a lot of money because as a white cop, a lot of privileges came with a job. So their way of thinking was that they're going to pay a cop $40,000 and allow him to get a loan anywhere he wanted to. He can go somewhere and eat for free. He can do whatever he wanted to. That's why his check was so low. But now the world is beginning to change, whereas uh, the privileges are being sent by the wayside because other people are in authority. When you start having the first black governor, the first black mayor, the first black this, the first black that, a lot of everyday privileges are being taken away. And where whites would come up in the situation all the time, you know, come up four aces, they're not coming up four aces anymore. And they're looking up, case in point is the lady at the apartment complex that was following the black man around. Now, here's a girl that was not so old at all. She had to be in her early 30s. Probably lived a very pri- privileged life, you know, to say the least. Both standards always lived in a suburb area, which isn't hard to do at all. You know, I mean, the suburbs come early on from the uh, whatever area you're from. But at least if you're from the Pennsylvania area or New York area, you know, it was all about the the, the Levitts, you know, Levittown. Mm-hmm. The developments of Levittown, Pennsylvania, and Levittown, New York, which is Long Island. This is how white people first migrated to Long Island, which was cheap property 
with a view of the water and everything, and the houses led up to the water and everything when you came out and used your GI Bill. But blacks weren't allowed to use their GI Bill in those particular areas. So, therefore, that's why they had to settle in the more populated, what they call city areas. So, instead of going to Levittown, Pennsylvania, they had to go to Philadelphia. Levittown, Pennsylvania was like 45 minutes from Philly and like Long Island now. Levittown, Long Island. At least 45 minutes from Manhattan. But you couldn't stop blacks from using the GI Bill in the city. And that's where they went and got. That's why most of you black men that came out of World War II live in D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, all city. But it's vice versa now because the children today ain't traveling like their parents did. And that's, you know, they just feel like they're not going 40, 45 minutes to go to work. They want to live right by the job. And it's by choice or that's what their parents told them to do because it broke up a lot of marriages and everything. That's where your desperate housewives came about when the husband would get on that highway. It was a long strip that led to the city. That was the downfall. That was only God just overseeing that whole situation. Even though whites had the privilege of moving to the suburbs, they had to take their ass 45 minutes on the highway every day to go to work. And when they went to work, as a desperate housewife, you know, the wife was so desperate during the day and so bored because the husband would leave 45 minutes. She had nothing to do with all that big-ass house and big-ass neighborhood. And she was fucking the pool boy, the mailman, everybody else. And this is where the name Desperate Housewives came about. Anyway, that's just a little peaceful lesson. But anyway, getting back to the whole situation of white privilege, and this is why today, getting back to the day why you've seen all these stories of people watching black people, because black people unknowingly have come up to the rank and file of the privileged white people. And they're doing the same thing that privileged white people are doing. And some white folks was raised by their grandpapa, and all their grandpapa told them is that white folks got this, got that. They look up, and all of a sudden they see a black man in that particular vicinity or a black person doing something in that area, and they're shocked. The last thing they know is what their grandmama, grandpapa, or mother and father told them and showed them, and they're amazed. And they can't believe it. And they say, why are they doing this? So if you look at the average person that reported that story, Look at that person that's reporting it. Look at their ignorance on their face. Look at the ignorance in their environment. Look at the ignorance that they're possessing. They're on their last leg. They're, you know, they're just poor white trash that they never really achieved that much at all, and they're trying to hold on what they got, like the girl at the apartment complex. That was completely despicable to think that you actually own something that vicious. <laughs> and then when they said, why would you do it? Well, it was my job to watch it. ain't your job to watch Jack. You know, but like I said, the white privilege, I mean, when you, you know, your parents and grandparents are huge influences on you. And when they tell people some stuff, even though their grandparents probably had an eighth grade education, they listen to them because of their grandparents. And, uh, but this whole situation now, just in closing, is the fact that the white people that are standing their ground, so to speak, on the territory they think they have and own, they've had these this land for forever the privilege of it, and they always was in a position just like a car lot where they seen black folks coming. They live in neighborhoods where they could see you coming a mile away. So now when they see you coming, they're scared to death. So you can't be black while driving. A cop only makes $40,000. Like I said earlier, he makes forty grand because he can go get a loan. He can go get this. He can go get that. 
on his $40,000 salary, but now he's seeing white black people drive by in very nice cars. So he's pissed off. He's got the forty grand, fifty grand a year, and he's got the house and everything else. But now he's like, why don't I own a car like that? So they pull you over. So it's just psychological. And it goes way back to World War Two. That's where it's all cropped up at and where it all started. And I'll give you a better understanding of it. That's it. Thank you so much. All right, well, let's see. It's time for the weird news. So do we need to take a break, or should we keep on rolling? It don't matter. We can roll. Y'all took a break to laugh. <laughs> I was over here. I was. Okay. Uh, I had a little itch, a little scratch. And, uh, well, then we'll just keep on rolling. I think, uh, kettle and red wine thought I was digging for gold or something, and they laughed their ass off at me. <laughs> I thought they were my partner. What, what, what did you find the girl, Papa? No, I was just, you okay. know, I was scratching, and they thought I was. Well, I apologize. They thought I had fleas or something. But no, I thought no such thing. But anyway. It's comical, but anyway. anyway. Yeah, it was comical. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. well, on to the weird news, and thank you for your commentary tonight on uh, what's popping. So, weird news. You're welcome. I'm up first. Let me tell you about this museum. There's a museum that's been dedicated to disgusting food. It's open, opening in Sweden. I don't know why somebody thinks this is necessary, but from one of the world's smelliest fruits to a three-penis wine, a new museum in Sweden promises to showcase 80 of the world's most disgusting foods. But far from trying to gross out visitors, Malmo's aptly named Disgusting Food Museum is on a mission to challenge people's basic assumptions about food and test the theory that disgust is cultural and contextual. I was thinking about how interesting it would be to dedicate a museum not to the most beautiful or tastiest food, but to the world's most disgusting food, said the museum curator and chief disgustologist Samuel West, We hope that the museum can contribute a growing interest of acceptance of more ecologically sustainable protein sources, such as insects. So even though Hakarl, which is a well-aged shark from Iceland, may sound gross, why not give it a taste, they say, or be adventurous and try the famously stinky durian fruit. The museum opens on October 29th, and the tickets are only 20 bucks. So if you want to go see all the disgusting food that's on display, go to Sweden. Check it out. Thank you. World's most disgusting foods. Oh, boy. Sounds weird to me. What are you thinking next? Okay. I got one here. Okay. Burger King's new sandwich apparently causes night terrors. If Burger King truly wanted you to have it your way, they would not be trying to feed you a sandwich that might make you have scary dreams. Uh, lo and behold, the chain is launching a, a special edition, Halloween-inspired menu, item called the Nightmare King, mm. which, oh, God. Nightmare King. But check this out, which has a vomit green bun. Yeah. And it's apparently clinically proven to terrify people as they sleep. With the aid of Paramount Trails, Florida Sleep, and Neural 
Diagnostic Services, Inc. in Gold Forest, Burger King claims to have conducted a scientific study. Why are you wasting money? Over the course of 10 nights with 100 participants. After eating the Nightmare King before bed, doctors and scientists monitored everyone's brain activities and found that they were 3.5 times more likely to have vivid dreams. Okay. Does vivid mean nightmare? <clears throat> I mean, vivid could just mean, you know, a crazy dream. doesn't have to be a nightmare. Right. This sounds like a marketing ploy. I think so. So is there a magical night terror-inducing potion in this sandwich? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Dr. Jose Gabriel Medina says, a specialized somatologist in the study's lead doctor claims that the unique combination of proteins and cheese in the Nightmare King led to an interruption of the subject's REM, rapid eye movement, cycles during which we experienced the majority of our dreams. What did they put in this mess? All we heard there was don't eat flame broiled beef and chicken filet with American cheese before bed. So it's a burger? It's the Burger it's King chicken. burger. No, it's the, it's the chicken or the beef. So well, that sounds like it's all combined. It sounds like it is. And chicken filet. Yeah, why? Well, it sounds that way. Okay. So it's beef, chicken, you said bacon? No, American cheese and um, beef and chicken filet. That's all. That's all. That's enough. That's it. So it's beef, chicken, bacon, and American cheese on a nasty-looking green bun. It's just like the flame world burger and the chicken. And American cheese. I ain't saying anything about bacon. Why are you saying bacon? Because I thought I heard you say bacon. Oh, boy. Whatever you drinking, put that cup down. Red you wine. Your bacon, Papa Diddy? I'm not getting in that, y'all. Uh-uh. <laughs> I thought I heard bacon. Mm-hmm. So it says the price tag for the $6.39, and it's going to be available until October 22nd. And it's supposed to make you have nightmares? I guess. So after they are crazy. Second, you can't get it anyway, so I okay. wouldn't. You know what? I'm going to have to put Burger King on the kitchen list. I agree. That's insanity. Y'all spending money on scientists and this and that. and Oh, go somewhere. Please. Give me a freaking break. I'd rather them advertise the black burger. Remember the black bun or something they were advertising? Oh, they tried that too? Yeah, it was only in, um, remember Papa D? It was only in Japan. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Black burger or black bun or something. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, it was black. Well, this is another thing people are trying to make money. Uh, couples in India are selling tourist tickets to their weddings. Huh? Yeah, and we all know that uh, Indian people have these elaborate weddings. Yeah, they know, do, yeah. And all that jazz. So, um, all right, so some of the weddings are spread over days and include multiple multiple wow. outfit changing and stunning outfits. Oh, my God. Uh, making, it, uh, making them intriguing to witness even if you're not part of the bride and groom's family. Mm-hmm. Now, some Indian couples have, are seeking to cash in on that uh, Rose Fantastic Day of uh, Laboratory. According to the recent uh, recent CNBC, wedding tourism is up and coming trend, and the tourism ministry has some uh, couples selling admissions to their nuptials. 
most recently uh, two traveling bloggers from Australia paid over $200 for two days of access to an Indian wedding. Wow. They booked their experience to a uh, setup to join my wedding. Mm-hmm. All right. Through the new through the new platform, couples in India provide details about their wedding, and international traveler international travelers buy tickets. While most of the uh, fee paid for the ticket is pocketed by the bride and groom, a portion Naturally. goes to the website itself to keep the website strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, thus far, travelers have attended about a hundred Indian wow. weddings. Pakistani said that uh, Pakistani couples said they uh, opted to focus on weddings in India because they're so uh, lengthy and, and many people don't have a chance to attend for personal reasons and connections. So some some people in India aren't, aren't into this. They're not uh, exploiting their wedding like that, but it's a big trend and uh, oh, wow. they make a lot of money off it. Yeah, it's always like a tradition or whatever. Um, but I mean, I've, I've only seen it on television right. and stuff, and they are very colorful and elaborate. Mm-hmm. All kind of stuff going on, and I guess they said, "Why not?" People are so intrigued. Yeah. Buy a ticket and oh. come. Right there. I have arranged weddings too, though. That's the yeah. Sad yeah. part about it. Mm-hmm. You know, where you only know the person. Mm-hmm. Only matter because she said, uh, "Fuck like an orangutan." Oh Earth, Anyway. Yeah. All right, well, let's see. Let's take a quick break, and then we're coming back with moi. As you wish. As I wish. Oh, okay, now he wants to be compliant. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we're coming back with, I'm just saying, with Redline. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on, because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Hi. Well, it's time for I'm Just Saying with Red Wine. Moi. Moi. Como talibu. So tonight, my topic is dirtier than mud. That's that's what I'm going to talk about. Mm-mm. Dirtier than mud. Have you noticed how vicious these political attack ads have gotten? And some of them are just hitting way below the belt. 
And they're going after folks who don't look like them. I'm just saying. Politics has gotten dirtier than mud. A flyer was distributed in Tennessee for a state senate seat where this guy says he's a seventh generation citizen. And then he says, or the flyer says, he's from here. He's one of us. What does that mean? He's one of us. Is that some kind of coded racism? I'm just saying, it's gotten dirtier than mud out there. And then here's another example in Texas. A candidate accused an Indian candidate of being an Indo-American carpetbagger. He actually said that. And he's and then he went on to say, and this guy's probably getting his funding from overseas. I don't know if that's illegal or against the rules or whatever, but I'm stuck on how do you call this man a carpetbagger? These racist things just come out of people's mouths. But in these little nasty campaigns, they don't care. It's like they just say whatever, do whatever. Here's another case in New Jersey. Now, this was a mailer, like a flyer, went out to slam a candidate named Andy Kim. And the caption said, there's something really fishy about Andy Kim. But the caption was printed in that, you know, that chop suey, Asian-looking font. The guy is Asian American, and it says there's something really fishy about Andy Kim. Come on, y'all. That's some racist bullcrap. There was a Facebook message to a a Democratic official in Kansas where the Kansas uh, GOP party member called Shanice Davis a radical socialist, kickboxing lesbian Indian who will be sent backpacking to the reservation. Now, fortunately, that guy has since resigned after he came out the mouth with all of that bull. But can you believe he actually put that on Facebook? He called this woman a radical socialist, kickboxing lesbian Indian who will be sent backpacking to the reservation. Come on. And by the way, she did win the nomination for that campaign. There was a digital ad pushing Representative Pete Sessions' pro-gun agenda depicting a darkened hand over the mouth of a white woman. What are you saying? He's trying to say black folks are going to shoot and kill the white women? What is going on out there? Something in the water. I don't know. There was an ad from the Republican Governors Association calling out Arizona's David Garcia's policy against... um, well, saying his policies about ICE, they're encouraging people to say, just imagine living under Garcia's leadership, and they darkened his skin and then juxtaposed his image with darkened skin with an image of white mothers and children and doctors. And they're trying to say that this guy, Garcia, who obviously is of Hispanic descent, that he's going to abolish ICE. You know that's not going to happen. Why do they put this negative, crazy, racist stuff out there? I'm just saying, man, it's dirtier than mud out there. In California, here's another one. Democratic candidate Camper Najjar, his opponent, Representative Duncan Hunter, released an attack ad calling this man a security risk, saying he had connections to Islamic terrorism. And he accused Camper Najjar of attempting to infiltrate the Congress. 
He claims that Camp in the Jar changed his name so he sounds Hispanic, trying to erase his connections to terrorists. And that's not true. That's what the man's name is. He doesn't have connections to terrorism, and he's not trying to infiltrate Congress. But this is the stuff that they put out there. And that's just a few of the nasty attack ads that are out there targeting people of color and women. And there's plenty more where that came from, unfortunately. I just want to say that if it takes all that to win a seat in somebody's local, state, or national governing body, imagine all the good that they could do with that money that they spent on all these low-down, lying, slanderous, racist, sexist, and nasty political ads. Because you see these commercials like every five seconds there's another one when it's a campaign time. Or for Comstock. These people are spending millions, if not billions, of dollars on this kind of crap. I'm just saying, man, it's dirtier than mud out there. I just have to shake my head. I can't believe they get away with some of this stuff. Calling people out their names, accusing people of all kind of. Oh, God. That was good, Red One. It's rough out there. Yeah, rough, rough, rough. Hard out there for a pimp. Oh, right. We're around. I hear you. It's crazy. All right, we're going to shift gears to Papa Didi. Oh, living for the city, Papa. What's happening in the city? Well, you know, um, like you were saying, the election coming up is uh, it's really deep. You know, you, you, if you thought you were paying attention to the person you voted for, you never know because other people come strong, both Republicans and Democrats. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see what the difference is. Whether not uh, one has a majority, they all need to start working together. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what party you're affiliated with. Uh, right now, like you said earlier, the streets are just vicious with everything and everybody. You know, there's no such thing as loyalty on a job anymore. You can't trust your coworkers. You know, you don't know what they're what they're doing, what they're about, or, or what have you. You know, we we kind of watch everything and everybody you know anymore. It's getting to. Uh, Vicious, vicious times because we are we're living in I don't know whether it's the last days in time or whatever you want to title it, but it's just it's a mess. You notice when you're driving, when you're living, when you're doing anything, and you hear the TV about people just getting viciously killed every day in neighborhoods and things of nature. You don't know where to start. You know you don't know where to start with the deal. It's just absolutely amazing. But you just gotta watch your garden anymore. You know you. Out the house before you make a move, look both ways anymore. You know, it's just as soon as you come out the front door. So, just pause for a minute when you open your front door and just look, look in both directions before you walk in that direction. You never know, mm-hmm. never know what you you will catch. Whether you can be a person hiding behind your, your stuff or a raccoon or whatever, you know, you never know. So, just be aware, but uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll keep it short. It's just, uh, just wanted to say that, uh, you know, I think the, the community, especially the black community, is under vicious attack these days. 
you know, the people that are shouting out the things that they want us to abide by, it's almost like the eighth grade education of their grandparents is reliving itself. And it's only because Trump is blowing the dog whistle on it, waking it up, you know. Some of that stuff wouldn't even have legs if you didn't put the emphasis on every day. And he's going, he's going to a lot of, as you can see, a lot of, uh, what do you call those things? The rallies. Rallies. The rally. The ra- and when he goes to the rallies, he's a totally different person. He's like he's talking to his, his, his constituents, and he just lets it loose, and he says all kind of foul stuff and, mm-hmm. and talks and curses. And, and the people that are supporting him are living like he's living. They just, you know, they want to be... Like he is going to do what he does, and it's just yeah. and people people have messed up. Uh, the Billy Bush, you know, when he was hanging with him for a while, he said things that got him fired. Yeah. You got Roseanne Barr. Everybody tried to flex the rope like like Trump do, yeah. be tough like Trump do. You know, wear the wear the rag stuff like Trump do, and they getting they getting out. But I don't think that that particular lifestyle will ever prevail. I don't think hatred will ever prevail over love or over commitment and, and everything else is in this world. It's just too strong on that level. But some people haven't realized it. But watching that Trump campaign is just so comical. It's a mess. And it's sad how they cultivate the ignorance of another whole group race of people that are so blind and ignorant to the fact and they just sit there and just stay on his every word. That has got to be some mythical, magical, three-card Molly shit that he's throwing down on some of these people and they just believe in it. And they're on your job and everything else. And they, whew, scary. Anyway. Hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you're right about that. These people start having a conversation. I mean... Hopefully we'll be opening our eyes to certain things. Well, yeah, Kanye West is stepping up here, acting like he's on his side. He said his hat gave him power. I put his hat on, I got power. Like he's talking to the Wiz and the Wizard of Oz. Somebody yeah. need to send his ass a damn kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Trump didn't tell him to go back and bring back some fucking ruby slippers. But anyway. I, I just think he doesn't want to take Kanye. He just let him go ahead and rant. Mm-hmm. He probably say, yeah, see, I, I had some black friends. And Jim Brown couldn't get a word in his wife. Yeah. I think that? Trump just looked at that as entertainment. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. Well, it wasn't like he was even paying Kanye any mind. He was, mm-hmm. you know, Kanye went to hug him, you know, like Trump crawled up into protect mode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't fuck up my hair, don't fuck up my tie, don't fuck up my this. Don't, you know, you know, people, you go to hug somebody. They, they go in the fetal position. They go in the fetal position. <laughs> hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? That's how he hugged him. Okay, back off. I don't think you know. he expected that because yeah. you shouldn't just be, you know, coming up on. But it was, it was, it like was that. absolutely crazy. The main thing that got me is that I feel like Superman when I put his hat on. Yeah, well, talking about he didn't grow up with a father and all. I was like, so is Trump your father figure? And, 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 uh-huh. And then you yeah. know somebody going research that and find out either he's lying or he's not, you know. You know, that's what happened. Well, anyhow, yeah. speaking of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of the West Coast and all that celebrity stuff. Oh, what's right. happening in Hollywood, Kim? Quite a bit going on to get into it. All right, what you got? Okay, Roseanne, Roseanne, no more, no more. Mm. Uh, 
Sammy went and sat down. Something called the commons. No, she's officially gone, dead. The Connors has officially killed off Roseanne. Americans welcomed the Connor family into their living rooms once again on Tuesday night. But this time, there was one member of the clan mm, missing matriarch Roseanne. Uh, interesting to say clan. Yeah. Um, while it's uh, no secret that Roseanne Barr wouldn't be returning to the Roseanne show spinoff. Fans have uh, been guessing how the creators of the Connors will kill off her character. The spinoff's first episode confirmed Barr's earlier prediction. Her character died of an opioid overdose. Okay. Mm. Fans were quick to call out the sitcom for throwing shade at the decision, pointing out that Barr had previously blamed insomnia, drug ambience um, for the racist tweets, including one about the, um, you know, Valerie Jarrett. Um, but it turns out that the lady, uh, the lady episode ended with her hiding pills and, and her use of them. So this was a continuing storyline mm-hmm. and, um, a good opportunity to shine light on the, um, opioid, opioid, uh, opioid, uh, overdose problem in, in America. Well, you know, Roseanne was not happy. I know she wasn't. She got on Twitter and said, I ain't dead, bitches. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's what she said. You know what she said, Papa D? Yes. Just like, uh, like in all caps. Just like Rick James said. <laughs> well, I'm Rick James. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, Pretty God. much. All right. Interesting. Um, Samuel Jackson. He's going to host the Enslaved Documentary. Mm. Samuel L. Yeah, we'll host a new six-part documentary series that centers on the Middle Passage during slavery. Um, Enslaved will um, chart the hor- the horrors of slavery. Who in the hell wanted, wanted to see that? Oh, boy. Through, according, um, uh, underwater archaeology. It will retrace the dangerous ocean journey that took millions of Africans to the Americas to be enslaved. Samuel L. Brother man, why are you doing some shiggity like this? They must be paying you some good AWS money. Because who wants to relive that shiggity again? So they're doing something in the ocean, you're saying? They're, they're... The ocean journey, you know, from... Oh, the Middle Passage. Right. Okay. So he, he goes on to say, for me, this is much more than a TV series whose own ancestors are traced to the West African nation of Gabon. Uh, uh-huh. For me, enslaved is an attempt, this is him talking, uh, Samuel L., for me, enslaved is an attempt to give a voice to the millions whose voices were silenced. Well, you ain't got to speak for me. <laughs> well, I wasn't in the Middle Passage, so uh, I'm good. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, he, Jackson, who was also a licensed diver, will join the search. Oh, oh! So he's going in the water. Going in the water to check out the sunken ships and all that. The yeah. ships. Okay. Okay. All right, Samuel. Of all the things, you you were okay on my okay list for a minute, but uh, I think that one takes the cake. Okay. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put him on the kissing list. Uh uh-uh. Um, in other news, Princess Band the Revolution paid tribute to the singer with a new tour. Oh! Wow. 
That's your man, Red Wayne. Oh, yeah. Prentice Band the Revolution, who starred in his iconic film Purple Rain and backed him for years mm. while he entertained audiences around the world, are paying tribute to the singer with a new tour. Good. Two years after the um, singer's death, the Revolution is inviting fans to join them in celebrating Prince's life. Oh, man, we got to go to that. So Bassett's Brown Mark told ABC Radio that the group initially had no plans to tour, but later agreed to hit the road in honor of the singer. He goes on to say, we didn't know when or how we were going to pull it off, but we knew that we needed to give the fans something. Okay. I know that's right. I would be right there in the front row. Okay. We're going to see how that's going to work out. Okay, cool. Okay. So we'll be looking for them. It's a lookout for that revolution. Okay. And one one last note. T.I. and Melania. Quote, unquote, Melania lookalike. Oh. I was going to maybe say how they get together. (laughs) Uh, You know, little bitch, she's going to be mad about that. Tiny. (laughs) Oh, mm mm-hmm. Melania um, blasts T.I. over look-alike stripper in Oval Office video. Uh-huh. Uh, playtime is over, and T.I. has decided to play hardcore or hardball with Donald Trump and Melania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So this uh, salacious video shows T.I. in the Oval kicking back, smoking a cigar. At the beginning of the video, we see Trump leaving the White House without Melania. Well, after Trump leaves via the presidential helicopter, the Melania lookalike walked in wearing nothing but her infamous I really don't care jacket, but only for a few seconds. Suddenly, she's naked and on the presidential desk giving T.I. some of everything. Okay, now. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Melania's representative, she tweeted, how is this acceptable? <laughs> really? <laughs> she has hashtag disgusting, hashtag boycott T.I. Really? Ooh. Boycott T.I.? Mm. Okay. And what? look, and who exactly is going to boycott T.I.? Most likely the same people that are already boycotting him. There you go. Yep. The ones that don't care about him, anyhow. It goes on to say, these kinds of vulgar acts only further the diversiveness and bias in our country. It needs to stop. Oh, please. That comes from the top. 45 is the one creating all the division. Yep, 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 yep. That's interesting. I'm going to have to go see this video in there. That's how she sells some records, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for the cocktail of the week. Okay. So, let's see. What are we sipping on tonight? What you got for us? It's called the Whiskey Godfather Cocktail. Drawing hey. up with a hint of almond sweetness, but delivering the signature depth and smokiness of Johnny Walker. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Godfather Cocktails, an iconic combination with their fruity garnish. Oh, it's so delicious. Served in the tumbler, this whiskey and amaretto mix is one that suits any occasion. Though our ingredients are short and sweet, very simple. 1.5 ounces of Johnny Walker Black Label. Ooh, the Black Label. That's that expensive stuff. Yeah. And uh, 0.5 ounces of amaretto. I prefer the um, amaretto de serrano, the square bottle. Oh, okay. That's the good stuff. You gonna go with Johnny Walker Black? Go with the good. I'm a rep. All the way. Don't play with it. Yeah. 
Add the ingredients. Add all the ingredients to an ice-filled mixing glass. Stir well and then serve in a tumbler over one large cube of several or several small ones. Um, you could even use an ice ball. Hmm. Add a branded cherry to garnish. Bam! That's it. Yeah. That's a good one. And you said it was Johnny Walker Black. Black. So how does Johnny Walker's run? It's the, what's the basic one? Red. And then black. Is there another one? Green. Oh, gosh. Is there another one? Blue. Oh, my goodness. The blue is the top, top ship. Oh, I'm sorry. They do have a gold one. I think that might be a special edition, but the blue is the top line. About four hundred something dollars. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that, Johnny Walker education. You're very welcome. I'm not going to ask you how you know. Okay. I'll tell you, I might the key. Okay. Well, I won't ask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the world famous Kissed List on the Pajama Party Show. Don't you dare move. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. But this DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the Kiss It list. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com and clicking the listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. Um, here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. And Bonsoir. I came and scratch around either one of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are we <laughs> still on that? Uh, ten years ago. Oh, boy. mockery. All right, what's the kissing list, Papa? Just because I was scratching. You know, I was a little tired. I was scratching. Once okay. I got the last. Some people pick their feet. Put him on the kissing list. <gasps> your Papa Didi. Cut your toenails. What do you do when you're sleepy? Huh? Uh, can you tell the people about the kissing list? Oh, kissing list is when somebody showed their butt hiney for doing something crazy, either that week or that day or that particular time frame while renouncing it. And at the end of the show, we compound the 
people that made numbskulls of themselves and put them on what's called a kiss it list. All right. So All who's right. on the kiss it list this week? Well, Donald Trump, he has permanent residency on there just because of who he is and the things he does. Uh, I got a pursuing this pursuing the estate of New York of a New York man who died at 67 in a fire inside the Trump Tower apartments earlier this year. Oh yeah. He 95,000 unpaid uh, maintenance fees. Yeah, they're suing his estate trying to get that money back. The man died in a fire up in there. Let the man rest in peace. Oh, God. Who else you got on the list, Papa? Uh, let's see here. Counties in Georgia for trying to suppress voters from black people, kicking them off the bus and things of that nature. I mean, it's a mess. The stuff is being done so obvious in 2018. You know, but I fought for them people for living in them racist-ass neighborhoods and not speaking up. And white folks only doing what they've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to keep living here. That's true. You got to put them dogs. in check. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep getting dogs because you're going to patronize them people. It's a mess. Anyway, um, California plastic surgeon and his girlfriend for uh, pleading not guilty to several rapes that they recorded on their phone. And he did stuff even more vicious than uh, Bill Cosby. And this was modern day. Let's see what happened to their ass. Yeah. And where's that lady when when you need her? Uh, Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred. I knew you. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, who follows the, the bouncing ball like the Lawrence Welk show. Mm-hmm. He thinks she see of a woman crying and complaining. There's Gloria right there to hold her hand and get in front of a damn microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not so And right now, she's got them people with Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby's worth $300 million. And she wants to crack that egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, All right. Let's see. Who else do we have on the list? We already said Trump. Yeah, we yeah. had Trump. Uh, Hillary Thornton. What was that one for? I forgot. She Hillary on Thornton. Yeah, I forgot now. I remember uh, the name, but I forgot. That was the girl that uh, was stopping the brother from going to his apartment. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know. Emily Murphy. She worked at the GSA. Um, Donald Trump got her. She got her fired. Oh, yeah. Her stupid behind. Um, Ravello, Deo, and um, Fernandez. Those are the police officers that um, did the bogus um, arrest. Oh, framing black people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, we got uh, ex, well, I guess he's an ex-officer, Ryan Macklin, mm-hmm. for raping that woman behind the building. Oh, okay. While he was on duty. Prince George mm. County. Mm. Yeah, PG County. Also, Burger King for coming up with that nasty green burger. Oh, my gosh. That's just a publicity thing. Yeah, but that's still nasty. Who else you got, Papa? I got one. I got one last. Well, it's not a first in the state. Okay. Mississippi. Okay. They just ratified this slavery law that's supposed to be abolished slavery in 1865. They didn't fill out the proper paperwork, so it wasn't ratified until 2013. Good grief. People, people, people. Unbelievable. I'm telling you, I'm, I, hey, that's, that's just crazy. But what we got for them? Oh, no, we still got some more people. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah. We got to get them all on there. Betsy DeVos. DeVos, she's an education secretary. We're just being a jerk off all the time. She knows nothing about education. She's oh, yeah. a She's a sheer example of white privilege. If you look at her and her actions, she, 
sheer example. And these people, like I said, were raised by their, they, they swear by the word of their grandparents who had eighth grade educations. And they take the words of their grandfather and take it out to the streets and take it into the Senate. They take it wherever they are, just with the knowledge they know. All they know is what they know mm-hmm. about their grandparents. And it's so sad how you love your grandparents and they're wrong as hell. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. And they'll they, go down with it. It's a long time to convince them that uh, what their grandfather and grandmother would tell them is unjust. And they destroyed many people in the process. So. Okay, who else we got? Uh, let's see here. Companies using fake stories to get people to uh, click on them. Yeah, that's been and real crazy. And get out the vote message. People are putting ads out talking about uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce uh, filing for divorce. So, of course, people are like, oh, my gosh. And when they click it, it's talking about make sure you get out and vote. So it's like fake me out stuff to get people to click. I'm like, that's not how to get people to vote. Yeah. What's wrong with y'all? I know. Who else we got? Well, let's see. Uh, Trump for accusing the Democrats without any evidence of being behind the uh, the migration uh, caravan and uh, immigration approach. The way he spoke that is saying that the Democrats are behind crime and any... Yeah, now the Democrats are behind all these people trying to get across the board. He just says stuff so blatantly in his own tone. It's almost like a dog whistle. And those ignorant asses that listen to him, they just, they suck it up. They just, they gravitate to it. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting there just saying, Democrats, they cause crime, they cause this, and they bred this, they brought that. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And who else? Uh-huh. Uh, I got a few more. I've got Trump for praising Montana Republican Greg Gianforte at last night's rally in Montana. Now, he's praising this guy because this guy, who's a representative, assaulted a reporter and body slammed the same reporter. Yeah. Trump's up there praising him. Talking about, hey, yeah, you know, anybody who can body slam, body, body slam, that's my guy. And he's up there imitating Body Slam, and the crowd is like, hey! he needs to stop that stuff. It's not just him, it's the crowd is behind him. It's ridiculous. They're listening, yeah. they're following him, they're looking for the great white hope, and they've seen to have found him. It's ridiculous. Uh, the last one I have, oh, wait a minute, HUD Secretary Ben Carson for lying about hiring a housing and urban development political appointee mm-hmm. to be the internal watchdog, knowing good and well they had not, mm-hmm. but they were supposed to. So he lied. Mm-hmm. And the last one is people who keep lying about these support animals in the airport. Mm-hmm. You know you're just trying yeah. to get your pet to fly for free. Stop Yeah, lady had lying. a squirrel one day. Yeah, that was her, yeah, her, the, support her merciless squirrel. Come on now. Squirrel. It was growing you know, nuts. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, if she got some, you better let the squirrel get it. It seemed very peculiar the way she was talking. I ain't take my squirrel. My I mean, squirrel. you know, a few weeks ago it was a peacock. Somebody had a great big peacock. You want to take the peacock on. Somebody else had, what was it, a raccoon or something? Maybe these animals are doing things that, hey, uh, regular people won't do for them. I don't know. You know what? That's why they on the kisses. <laughs> and we got a special gift for them. Here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. 
kiss my ass. You can All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I want to host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. You know. And we're taking applications know. because this you is probably know. the last couple of weeks with Kettle and Red Wine. They'll be going off to bigger and better things, and we're looking for people to replace them. Anyhow. Because this is going it's to time be for the last word. The, so we're going to shut that down. This what's, is going to be. What's your time for the last word? What's your last word, Red Wine? It's going to be called. Uh, ignore this. Mm. Papa Didi. I mean, uh, Papa Didi. See, now I can't even think. <laughs> By myself. My, um, By last myself. word By is, myself. I am not paying any attention to what Papa D is saying, because speaking for myself, I'm not going anywhere. There you Red wine is here to stay. Yeah, you think. Mm. All, All right. right. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for listening. Thanks for rolling with us. And my last word is, enough with these political attack ads. You're driving us all crazy, and they're nasty, they're underhanded, they're just unnecessary. It's a waste of waste of money. You can put that money back in your community or something, so cut that mess out. That's all I'm saying. What's your last word, Bob? My last word is stop being so gullible. Be aware of your surroundings. If you move into an exclusive neighborhood, an exclusive area, that you know to be very nice, and I know you got a good job and you can afford it. But watch your surroundings. Look around and make sure that you ain't got some old poor white trash joker up in there watching your ass every day. So stop being so fancy. Stop being so flamboyant. And just keep your eyes open when you do stuff. Stop living in the blind. Stop living, in the, you know, have what you want, do what you want, and get what you want. But keep one eye on, you know. You know, always see with a third eye and listen with a third ear, you know? Watch yourself. Anyway. All right, Cattle, what's your last word? Well, I'm going to piggyback on Papa. Um, Since we're talking about this slavery thing, that that thing kind of just vexed me, I guess. We all just need to wake up mainly in our states and in our communities. If they having a meeting on your block or in the community, you guys need to go. go. See what's going on. Go. Either on your side, the other side, whoever side. We just need to wake up and just 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 know what's going on. Especially down south. Y'all love that all that land. All those houses. I live in Atlanta, got me a big old house and all this it's still the damn south. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all right. <laughs> still the south. Um, also do your research. Um, we talked about what thirteen states still under the slavery, mm-hmm. still have slavery. Still have it on their books, right? Um, Mississippi is 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 probably number one. Like I said, it has something to do with a small formality about some paperwork that wasn't done. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, really? Better watch them. Yeah, somebody just pushing stuff underneath the rug, or That's right. like Papa said earlier, they just looking at him like, oh, look at this, and then they just hide now. Right. Next thing you know, we be picking cotton again. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Trump is trying to push us to. You know, but right. We don't know. We gotta be more aware. Just, just let's just wake up. Sleeping at the wheel. And just make sure that we go to the polls, no matter how you know, you know how bad it's going to get. We got to get there. Just vote on November 6th. We got to get to the polls. I know that's right. That's every time there's an election. Get up and go uh, vote. That's the only way we're going to change things. You can't keep talking about it. you got to do something about it. All right. So. Stop one, being Kevin. so patronizing. We always sit back like we're an aunt and mom on a damn pancake box. We're so helpful. Oh, and white folks come up and they just act like they got a limp and we just want to help them walk. Hey, can you help me cross the hell no? <laughs> you got a better house than me. You got a nicer car than me. I can't help you cross nowhere. Call your sorry ass husband to be looking at my fat ass every day. Ooh, Call hey. his ass. Ooh, anyway, well, I see I, the light. I see did, the light. I'm sorry. I did want to say one Hollywood note. Mm-hmm. Um, October 19th, which is tonight, um, the movie The Hate You Give stars um, Regina Hall, which is a hometown girl mm-hmm. from Washington D.C. So, hey, Regina, Regina. go out there and look look for that. The Hate You Give. Yeah, so. Um, a lot of good uh, actors. Yeah, a lot of good actors. Mm-hmm. Some of them you haven't seen in a while, also. Yeah. So, yeah. That'll be a good one. So go check it out. All right. Well, let's all say good night, and we're getting out of here. All right. Yeah. My ice has melted, so. Oh. Time good to night. go. Okay. Time to refresh. Huh? Yep. Time to refresh. All right. Good Red night. I, I had checked the D.C. ordinance, and it is legal to scratch in public. Oh, my goodness. Say good night, Papa. Red wine and kettle was okay, jumping in my Okay, kettle, go ahead and say good night. Good night, everybody. Okay, say good night. We're the signing off. Because we're about to, the hate we did, we're going to get hate this time in a few minutes. <laughs> say good night, Papa. We're signing off. Did you guys get a good laugh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah, did. did. It sure yeah, was. Yeah, All did. right, well, thanks mm-hmm. for hanging with the pajama party. We'll see you next Friday night. Mm-hmm. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. No.